0: I would like to just say welcome back to Voices of the Sacred Feminine, and uh, you know if you're new to the show, I just want to let you know that uh, you can either listen to us live uh, every week here at 11 a.m. Pacific, or you can catch us later from the archives, and uh, you can hear us from you know, the place you normally get your podcasts. We're on all the platforms, Spotify, iHeart, Google, Apple, Amazon. I don't even know all the platforms, to be honest with you, but we're there. You just have to look for Voices of the Sacred Feminine. And uh, you know what? I would love to hear from you. Um, I just, uh, you know, I'm like a sponge when you send me emails. Um, I uh, eat them up like uh, they're comfort food. So please keep those coming. And remember that um, if you'd like to run commercials here, they're very affordable. And if you have any ideas um, for guests, or, um, or topics, uh, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can always reach me from my website, KarenTate.net, and I invite you to go there. There's lots of stuff, lots of free stuff, too, um, articles, interviews, uh, that sort of thing that uh, won't cost you a thing. And I promise uh, they will uh, enlighten you and um, broaden your horizons as we say. And uh, just a shout out before we jump into today's interview, a shout out to Celia uh, whose music I was playing at the uh, top of the show and that was her cut uh, called Meta Prayer. So thank you Celia for allowing us to uh, use your music here on the show. It is certainly appropriate to the tone and energy and content uh, that we hope to uh, perpetuate in the world. So uh, today, uh, it is my pleasure to host uh, Mayor Cromwell on the show. Uh, Her and I just uh, did a fabulous uh, national webinar, well, global webinar last week on what is God of spirituality, and uh, we'll probably just you know chit chat about that you know a, a little bit but our topic today is um is bigger so if you were there at the webinar this isn't going to be a repeat of that this is uh, something new and fresh we're going to be talking about um mother gaia's call to humanity and weaving a, a global divine feminine field of healing and um Certainly uh, something the the planet and humanity can use today, right, uh, as uh, we all feel that sense of uh, dis-ease out there. So let me tell you a little bit about uh, my guest, uh, Mare. Uh, she's the founder and director of uh, the Great Mother Love Way nonprofit. Uh, she's a humble servant to Mother Gaia and Mother's Spiritual Councils. Uh, as an internationally known Gaia mystic and high priestess, visionary, healer, and award-winning author, Mayor is committed to birthing the new earth. She studied with Native American elders for 26 years uh, and channeled messages from mother Earth Mother, and the Great Mother Bible, which are titles of two of her books. Her life of surrender to the Great Mother was activated in early June 2012, when Mother's energy and consciousness were brought into Mare's soul body in a significant ceremony with a native elder. Immediately following that ceremony, she could hear Mother's voice very clearly, and she's been guided closely since. Mare co-webweaves spiritual global grids, including the Thousand Goddesses Gathering Global Grid, and leads the great Mother Love Way courses, along with other programs on nature spirits, sacred gardening, the womb, heart, and related topics. And if any of this resonates with you and you want to learn more about Mayor We'll repeat it at the end. I hope we'll remember. Uh, but it, you just go to her website and uh, it's greatmotherlove.earth. Earth. So, Mayor, welcome, welcome, welcome to Voices of the Sacred Feminine.
1: Hi, I'm really, really honored to be here with you, Karen. This is fun to be in conversation with you again in less than a week. You know. <laughs>
0: I know, I know, and you know, I, we had such a good time uh, talking about the uh, what is uh, what is goddess spirituality, what is the sacred feminine, and I think it was a provocative conversation, you know, because you came at it from your perspective as. Uh, you know a a, a mystic and sort of a visionary healer and I sort of came at it from the perspective um, of of, yeah uh, a spiritual priestess but also kind of a left-brain scholar so you know we married the two and settled up in the middle I think.
1: (laughs) No I, I think we did a pretty good job I mean the feedback's been really positive and uh there was beautiful energy through the whole conversation we had on the webinar. I mean, we could have gone for probably hours and I thought it was really <laughs> fun not to talk too much about that from last week, but it was really fun how the only people who asked questions at the very end were two men, two white men with beards. <laughs> you know? yeah, so they had, yeah. here was- we are talking about the, the goddess and, um, And the only people who asked questions were men who symbolized the God. And and by the way, I have to tell you this. Um, If you remember last week when we were doing the webinar and it was recorded all in video, there was a ladybug. Remember crawling around my computer? Yeah, I do. right now, right now there's another one. Maybe it's the same one on top of the computer again. So I think Ladybug likes you,
0: Karen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, maybe we need to look up Ladybug energy and see what that's about. And, uh, you know, maybe during the commercial,
1: I'll see if I can Google it really quick. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's Um, a message here, but I I think a big part of it has to do with the lady part. Here you and I are together again focused on the, you know, the sacred divine feminine and (laughs)
2: Lady up again.
0: <laughs> well, and, and, you know, and I think the fact that we had men at all uh, on the in the webinar says an awful lot. So, uh, mm. you know, and we did talk about the healing of the masculine and the healing of the feminine toward the end. So listen, just one last quick thing about that, then we'll jump into today's topic. You know, people have asked if they didn't register with Eventbrite uh, and they still want to hear it, um, do, you know, I don't know how Eventbrite works. Is it possible for them to um, register late and get a link or send a fee to one of our PayPals and get a link or oh, something
1: like that? You know what? Have them contact me. Um, okay. um, Yeah, and you and I will need to discuss this after this interview is how we'll deal with that. Um, But that's great to hear people are interested already and they want to listen to it after the fact and they didn't register. We'll figure something out, but you and I, we can have a separate conversation about that.
0: Okay. All right. That sounds good. Um, You know, I'm glad, you know, maybe we'll have an opportunity. Yeah, because me too. You know, I got these messages later. Oh, no, I missed it. You know, how can I hear it? So, anyway, we'll, we'll see. All right. All right. Yeah. So, listen. Let's ch- jump into our, you know, our our new fresh conversation today. Um, now, when you say um, you're talking to Mother
1: Gaia, who who do you mean that is?
0: Who is Mother Gaia to you?
1: Uh, it's interesting. As you're asking me that, I can feel her sending a wave of energy through me because um, it's, it's, we're very very tight right now. She was, has been kind of energetically prepping me for this interview. So Mother Gaia is our planetary caretaker. And, you know, the question is, what does that mean? Um, she's actually a profoundly powerful, highly, highly intelligent spiritual being who has come in from off-planet to be our planetary caretaker. And as I've come to learn this over the years, every planet has a planetary caretaker. Venus has one that's more feminine. Mars has one that's more masculine. So you know, matter from Mars when we're from Venus. There's a reason that those you know planetary energies are have been recognized by some peoples, and you know, and even put out in that book by um, what's his name, John Gray. But uh, so a planetary caretaker, the role of a planetary caretaker with this particular planet. We live on a very exceptional planet. Um, because of the tremendous biodiversity here and the great beauty here on Earth. And so for our planetary caretaker, Mother Gaia, and some people call her Earth's mother, Pachamama, she's got all sorts of different names in different languages. Um, her role is to coordinate evolution in partnership with all these different spiritual councils. It's very, very complex how she works. And I only know like this tiny, tiny piece really of what she does and how she does it because, you know, my connection with her is to be a quote-unquote voice for her within the human realms. Um, and then I do a lot of ceremony okay. and honor her and, you know, connect with her counsels, et cetera, et cetera. But, but you know, succinctly that's who she is.
0: Okay. So let's, let's dig into that just a little bit more. Um, so when you – so – you know, we we are all using different language and that sort of thing. So I wonder when someone says they're tapping into the Akashic record, or they're talking about the cosmic web, or um, you know, maybe if if you know your spirituality is there's like this um, uh, cosmic intelligence, so to speak, um, is she that? Or is she, um, you know, a glimmer of that? I mean, are we talking about the same thing, just using different words?
1: No, we're not talking about the same thing. Um, my understanding of the Akashic records, and I've worked with people to access my records in the Akashic library, um, That's that's a domain, so to speak. It's really hard for us to understand it with our human minds because we're talking about uh, spiritual councils. We're talking about places within the universal realms that exist multidimensionally. But Mother Gaia is not part of the Akashic Records. Does she know about it? Yes. Um, Oh, That's an interesting question. Does she have records there? And she's giving me kind of a smile wink right now as I'm asking. I've never thought about that. Um, i I think she does she has records there, too, but she is not the akashic records and she's cosmic intelligence that's that's such a broad term that i don't really even know how to define that because to me, my cosmology at this point in time is that there are many, many intelligences within the cosmic realms um, right and well, you know.
0: Let, let me let me clarify that question just a little bit more, you know, and we kind okay. of at, toward the end of our webinar briefly touched on it but didn't have time to go deeper. You know, we always talk about goddess spirituality, and I think a lot of my listeners are goddess people, so this will be of interest to them, I think. You know, is goddess a, um, a monolith, you know, uh, like a kind of a monotheistic, uh, deity that resides in the heaven, or is she a psychological construct or sh- or is she the all that is you know the the <laughs> cosmic web, whatever that might be um, I, and and because you call her Mother Gaia, I wonder if she is just one among many goddesses like we would say Kali or Kwan Yin or Isis or uh Bridget you know um does uh, and you know and and look i understand you know, <laughs> these are probably tough questions but to no, the best really, of your ability okay. it, i mean do you do you think she is one of many goddesses or is she uh different
1: well okay um i i can definitely answer your question um and i I first want to put it up that nobody else has to believe my cosmology word for word and if what i say tweaks somebody and gives you some cognitive dissonance then all good uh in my cosmology at this time with my years of work with mother gaia and i also work with other goddesses in the spirit realm i work with the virgin mary i don't know if people would call her a goddess or not Um, I work with councils that are in the universal realms that aren't even here within the Earth's multidimensional planes. Are they goddesses? Um, Goddess is a really broad term. And so the way I define goddess right now and the way I frame the divine feminine, because I use divine feminine more than sacred feminine, is that within our universe itself, which is already kind of beyond our understanding hugely, um, which I love the term the great mystery because really it's a huge mystery. Uh, but within our universal realms, there is the creatrix. That's what I call her. And in some ways, you could call her the great mistress. I love that. Instead of mystery, she's the great mystery, yes, or mistress. Um, And from her, she embodies, if you could word it that way, the womb of creation. And the womb of creation from the creatrix has birthed everything here within our universal realms. And from what I understand, there are other universes and there are creatrices there, and they birth their universes from their wombs of creation. Now, she doesn't do it alone. There is a divine masculine very, very powerful spiritual dynamic being that she's partnered with that is something that's really hard for me to fully tap into. So, you know, there always is an energetic combination that comes together for birthing that's masculine, feminine, that is oneness, you know, in the ultimate realms of oneness. So, So there's that huge kind of dynamic. And then here on earth, coming all the way back to our little planet here in this tiny solar system in this far corner of the Milky Way. Um, Mother Gaia, I've always had a hard time seeing her as a goddess because she is a different type of spiritual being. And, again, I don't know all of this because this is like gets beyond my understanding. I actually spent a number of years studying with a cosmic shaman, and I learned so much from her as to a lot that's going on out in the universal realm. And a lot's going on here on planet that's you know related to the universal realm, but Mother Gaia is a certain type of spiritual being that is different than Kali or uh, Sarasvati or Durga or um, you know the Nordic goddesses or the Celtic goddesses, Danu, Kalia. Um, it, she's she's a she's a planetary caretaker type of being, and so. So then there, there's you know, the question, like, is the Virgin Mary a goddess? Some people might say that she is. I don't see her so much within my definition of goddess, um, but I'm always willing to expand my definition. But I think part of what you're also getting at with this question, which I think is really important for all of us, is the goddess within us you know, uh, because we all actually source from the womb of creation. Everything in the universe sources from the womb of creation. So we have that seed within our soul body that it is from the goddess. And I'm going to read a quote from Alarion Miculia, who is uh, an Anungan um, Aleutian elder. And he teaches about, the 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 womb of creation and all he says everything in creation comes from the womb at the center of the universe the identical field is in every woman for humanity to have a future we need women to lead the way and this man is profoundly wise he's grown up, he grew up in the old ways and anyway i don't want to get too much of a tangent there but uh You know, so there's it's almost like Michael Mead spoke about this in an interview I did with him in the fall. It's like the Russian eggs, the dolls that egg that nest Mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. So within ourselves as women and and men can embody men embody the goddess too, because men embody the feminine as women embody the masculine too. Um, but so within ourselves as human beings, two legged walking around We have the goddess within us, and then there's Earth Mother, Mother Gaia. She's the next layer out of the the nested mother egg, so to speak, goddess egg, and then out into the cosmic realm, and you could even add more layers to that. I don't understand all the layers, but then it takes you out to the creatrix herself within our universal um, womb of creation.
0: Well, well, thank you, Mayor. I mean, I know that's a tough question, you know, and it's really an unanswerable question in a sense, and, you know, and I think it's always interesting to hear people's uh, definition as much as they're able to language it because it is really Mm -hmm. difficult. And I think anyone who thinks they know with absolute um, certainty is deluding themselves, you know um and you know and I don't know about you but my idea of it all evolves over time you know uh in with intuition and experience and um you know feeling and uh knowledge and all the rest all the different ways yeah. of uh of of knowing you know so so yeah. thank you thank yeah. you for sharing you know your um, you know, your explanation, you know, as, as the, you know, as best you can. And so, so what is your background and how did you, um, you know, develop this rapport with Mother Daya? <laughs>
1: um, can I get to that in a second? I just want to add one more thing about Alarian Yucilius. Sure. Um, his culture goes back 10,000 years. So, you know, I, I just want to speak to the wisdom that someone like him embodies and is connected with. And his culture is a matriarchal culture. And so when he talks about the womb at the center of the universe, it kind of really perks my ears because I'm like, this man, his culture is way connected <laughs> to some ancient wisdom. Right. So I just want to put right. that out there. But then, but, but um, let me answer your, your question. How did I get to where I am right now? Sometimes I wonder, how did this happen, <laughs> you know? Uh, you know the way I look at it is i my soul contract I'm following through on my soul contract um and so, in a more specific sort of response to your question i uh gosh, you know i I had an international environmental career in my uh mid thirties prior to that, I was a park ranger at the Grand Canyon and in Alaska at Denali. Um, I grew up Catholic in a rather blue-blooded Baltimore family. I was even a debutante. I mean, it's crazy. I was a debutante. <laughs> I would have thought? And so, you know, I, I grew up with a lot of the cultural conditioning that some of us really get in a thick way, and we all have to some degree in the Western culture. And then, But I was always grappling with a lot of depression. And when I was in my mid-30s, I quit the environmental work and out of sheer kind of confusion to the nth degree and depression, I ended up back in Maryland where where I grew up near Baltimore and stored all my stuff in my parents' basement and was like, okay, what's next? What's next? What am I doing? What am I doing? And long story short, I fell in with a Cherokee teacher who within two healing sessions with me helped me heal from the depression so that I never needed to go back on antidepressants and I became an apprentice of hers over 14 years and she talked with Mother Gaia all the time. She talked with the creator. She was talking about the squirrels, the trees. Uh, she was a profoundly gifted healer. Uh, she taught me a lot about energy. It was, you know, full-on orientation, indoctrination into shamanic ways and, and so that was Uh, You know, a huge set of teachings, spending time with her. And that was a long time, 14 years with her. And then she and I parted ways because things were getting a little bit chaotic and a bit off energetically. And by sheer grace and will, and I know now Mother's guidance, I was able to leave her and leave the circle of apprentices that we were all with her And, and came to learn actually that there was a lot of dark stuff going on um, which gave me lessons on what not to do if you ever become a spiritual teacher. Uh, and then I, you know, I, I really was confused again. And, but I knew that there was this truth to Earth Mother, Mother Gaia. And when you mentioned in the beginning in my bio about the ceremony with the gifted medicine man where Mother was brought into my energy body, the truth is that I was actually diagnosed with cancer four days before that. And so at the very end of May in 2012, I got the diagnosis of lymphoma and I had already been invited by an Algonquin medicine man who I had connected with a year before that, after I'd left the Cherokee teacher. Um, He and I really, you know, we started doing events together and we stayed friends and he did a wonderful burial ceremony for my beloved, beloved cat, Max. Uh, But anyway, Gaia had asked him for the two of us to do a ceremony for her, just two of us. And she said at the time in early May 2012 that this would be healing for her. And we didn't know what that meant. And when he contacted me, like, was I interested in doing this? Of course, I was like, yes. You know, because I already knew on a deep level that my life was to serve mother, even though I didn't know what that meant. I'd been an environmentalist for years and, you know, I'm just very passionate about our planet and how we humans are living on it that is so, you know, not right, disharmonious, shall we say, destructive, et cetera, et cetera. So so then I got this diagnosis and I was freaking out, but I still traveled up in the northern parts of Pennsylvania and met him. And we did this ceremony in the forest there. There was a big state park. And he said to me just prior to the ceremony, he says, I'm going to be bringing guy's energy and consciousness your energy body, but I don't know how you're going to disconnect. He was a bit concerned about that. And I just said to him in the moment, I said, I'm not worried. I, I know my life is to serve mother, whatever. I'm not worried, you know. And, and in the meanwhile, in the back of my mind, I'm freaking out about this cancer diagnosis. And so, right. so we did this ceremony. And Right at the very end, Mother's voice came booming into my head, and she said, if you surrender to me to the extent I will ask you to surrender, I will help you heal from the cancer without the doctors. And I was like, yes. yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, she kind of had me over, the, over the, the cliff kind of thing. Like, I'll let you go, and you can fall, or I'll hold on, but you need to surrender to me. And I was like, uh, Because I was freaking out. I mean, I'm very sensitive to medicine. I was afraid of what the doctors would want me to do. And so, you know, there's a whole book I could write, honestly, just about all the miracles. And some of them are in the beginning of my second book with Mother, the Great Mother Bible, of, you know, magical things happening, like my car going an extra 110 miles on full uh on the way to the beach to do ceremony about a week and a half after the ceremony with the algonquin man because mother called me to the beach to do ceremony there and um you know this so what happened was within the next 14 15 months my lymphoma was healed and wow really yeah it was confirmed because i had a gallbladder attack in late fall of 2013 and they had to do a CT scan and all that. And sure enough, all the lymph nodes are back to normal. Um, and I did. You know, I did a lot of ceremony over those 14, 15 months. I changed my diet. I was doing a lot of emotional work. But I I wrote a book with Mother within five weeks after that initial ceremony in June of 2012. That was Messages from Mother Earth Mother. So I, I jumped well, in full, I'm full on, and I still am full on with her. <laughs> What an incredible
0: story, Mayor. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I was just reading an article by Tom Hartman today about, um, I think it was called The Lost People, and, uh, and and it was really about how white people are lost and have been lost uh, for thousands of years because we've lost our connection, and, you know, and, and that the Native American peoples have never forgotten, you know. and uh, yeah. I, And, you know, and I've felt that often, actually, before even reading that article, I felt like we're untethered. You know, we're untethered, and it um, it it allows us to do things because we don't have a. I don't know. We, it's like we don't have a sacred core. <laughs> I, I'm probably not languaging it no, properly. No no, but, no,
1: no, Can I speak to this? Because it's sure. amazing you're saying that like that. Um, one of the things that Mother said to me after the first book with her came out, Messages to Mother Earth Mother, in June of 2013, she gave me a very clear message. She said, I miss my beloved two-legged humans, you know, being sacredly connected with her, with, you know, with me. That's the way she was wording it. Because our ancestors all, way, 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 way back, were all sacredly connected to Mother. You know, mm-hmm. way, way back, we all, our ancestors lived off the land in ceremony and so when I got that message from Mother, within a week or so, I came up with, I took a meditation from another spiritual teacher and I tweaked it because it was so perfect, but I came up with Mother's Love Chords Meditation. And that is to, it's, not, it's free on my website, which is, you know, greatmotherlove.earth. Um, anybody can go there and download it. And it is all about connecting ourselves and our energy body by a love cord directly to mother's heart. And you were starting to say tethered and all that. I'm like, bingo, bingo. Uh, (laughs) and, And it helps us be in more sacred relationship with her, grounded to her. She can help us heal with this energetic connection. And I can tell when people have that connection or not. I mean, indigenous peoples, if I walk behind them, if I look at them, I can almost see that energetic cord that is still there within them. Um, and most wow. African, you know, even African American people still have that energetic cord. But, but white yeah. people, you know, we're going back thousands of years when it started to get cut and the goddess temples were destroyed and the reverence to mother and the understanding that she existed as a mother Gaia all got cut, 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 and to the point where Disappeared from our, um, our Ancestry at a certain point in time
0: and, and, and if I dare Say you know and then the sacred Masculine gets distorted You know I used yeah. to sometimes say um, And as a closing On my show you could probably find it here and there um you know i i would envision uh, the divine feminine and the sacred masculine as um you know kind of a grandmother and grandfather sitting on a porch in their rocking chairs you know just mm. kind of looking out over the cosmos and and she turns to him and she says why did our children divorce us and forget me you know,
2: yeah.
0: and it, it, it just, it, it just felt so, you know, and, and, you know, and he kind of holds her close and he says, they'll remember, they're remembering now, you know, mm, and uh, mm-hmm. it kind of gives me goosebumps, you know, because it's like we divorced that, we severed that connection for uh, patriarchy, for power and greed and power over and, um you know, and I think fear of the female, you know, fear of the female, but but that's a whole nother show. <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, a big Mayor, topic. Uh, Yeah, um, I have to take a quick break here, and when we come back, um, I want to hear about uh, Mother Gaia's counsels. Okay.
2: Okay. Uh, but okay. first.
0: Uh, First, I want to tell everyone about the Renewal Retreat uh, that's coming up in Sunny Valley here in Southern Oregon. Uh, It starts May 31st, runs through June 3rd, and here's what the facilitators say. Uh, They say they envision a strong community of women of all ages, races, and walks of life coming together around the sacred fire to share our stories, receive support, heal, and grow into our next. Best evolution, we welcome you to this inclusive community Empower you to take time to invest in yourself. Come with us as we embark on a profound journey of releasing, revitalizing, and realizing our true potential. Immerse yourself in the supportive embrace of Mother Nature as we engage in the art of letting go of what no longer serves us to create space for the lives we have always dreamed of. Our program is dedicated to revitalizing your mind and body through nourishing practices that foster holistic well-being. We're committed to providing you with tangible wellness tools and guidance to help you not only envision, but also realize your dreams, empowering you to manifest the life you truly desire. So join these women at the renewal retreat and embrace this opportunity to create lasting change among a supportive sisterhood of women. Together, they will embark. You will embark on this journey toward a more filling and purposeful existence. And I forgot to say last week when I mentioned that I've actually been invited to be a facilitator for, uh, you know, part of a day out there. And uh, if you are interested, I will happily see. You. Um, so to find out more about this retreat, uh, here's the, here is the uh, email address. Uh, it is Kate Bostwick, that's Kate with a C, C-A-T-E-B-O-S-T-W-I-C-K at gmail.com, katebostwick at gmail.com. And if you're on my newsletter, there will be links there. And uh, if you uh, still want to join my newsletter, uh, you can always go to my KarenTate.net website and uh, say you want to join, and I will put you there. So uh, one more thing before we get back to Mayor, and that would be a word from Joe Carson.
2: Let me say a few things about Joe Carson's film *Dancing with Gaia*, an exploration of earth-based spirituality shot at sacred sites around the world. Here is Drusilla Pettibone on DearMist.com. I was truly touched and even awed by the film. I really appreciate that there is so much substantive information to digest. For example, the info about henges and tracing the horizon line is all new to me and totally fascinating. The film was very beautiful and I was amazed how it was able to capture so many of the descriptions visually and seamlessly connect vintage footage with modern. I especially loved when images were dynamically superimposed on each other like the lace with the water and the dancing in the flowering meadow. A visual feast and with so many layers. I am also pleased to have been introduced to Monica Xu and her work It's so important for pagans to become aware of our heritage. It seems easily lost among so many new books, and the film really brought me home in a new way. Dancing with Gaia is available at dancingwithgaia.com
0: Tate, and uh, I am back uh, talking with Mayor Cromwell, and our topic is Mother Gaia's Call to Humanity and Weaving a Global Divine Feminine Field of Healing. So, Mayor, um, I can't believe it's already uh, 1136, and we've barely scratched the surface those. So, yeah. um, so we probably should kind of keep that in mind as we move forward so we can fit as much in, but uh, tell, me, uh, tell me about Mother Gaia's
1: Councils. Okay, um, I know we're short on time, but I just got to tell you this. I did check out Ladybug Medicine.
0: Okay. I'm on,
1: this, well, I'm on this one website page, and it says, In the Middle Ages, Ladybug bore the name Beetle of Our Lady, referring to Mater, Mary. referring to Mary. Lightworkers tell us this translates to the Mother Goddess and reconnecting with the Sacred Feminine. Is Ladybug Medicine calling you back to daily devotions that put you in deeper touch with the Goddess energy? <laughs> Oh, wow. Well,
0: and when you said beetle, too, I mean, it made me think about ISIS and, you know, that uh, whole Egyptian idea of the beetle being, you know, immortality and all of that. Jeez, it's all all interconnected. Well, thank you. Thank you, Goddess Ladybug, (laughs) for making (laughs) us look at that. So so So, you were
1: asking about – oh, go ahead. Yeah, she's got a holy trinity. Yeah, now this this is going to probably weird a lot of people out, but this is really truth. Um, And I've had had other uh, indigenous elders confirm this, that Mother Gaia, I'll try to make this brief, has a sacred union partner. She has a divine masculine partner. And we actually have a new planetary caretaker who I call Mother Gaia who came in. Only in the past um, 10 years, there was a previous one before that, which was the one that was brought into my energy body in that ceremony in 2012. And when I talk about, I call them the sacred, the Holy Trinity, it's because our current mother, Gaia, her her sacred union partner is called Guy. He also came from off-planet and they have an offspring. They have a child. And she was given the name Geodesica because she, I mean, all these beings are in the spirit realm. For those who can see spirits, Geodesica apparently takes on the form of a geodesic shape, or she actually shaped just into other sacred geometry patterns. Um, and I'm getting kind of woo-woo and out there sharing this, uh, but the three of them are really, really critical and important to the birthing of the new earth right now. Uh, because mother has a divine masculine partner, her capacity to do her work with Guy, her partner, is exponential. And their offspring, who is really more androgynous but slightly more feminine, so I say she, she's off on her own all around the planet activating all sorts of sites. She is incredibly powerful and she didn't have to go to kindergarten and elementary school and high school and all that. She's doing her own thing right now and people I know who can see spirit, I can feel her and hear her to some degree. Um, she works more closely with some of my friends, uh, but we actually have a Holy Trinity with our new mother Gaia and the former earth mother, former planetary caretaker needed to go to rehab. There are rehab stations in the universal realm. Again, I know I'm getting out there and woo woo, but you know, stay with me here. Um, and the reason she needed to go to rehab was not necessarily because of what humans have been doing, because um, we humans have been very influenced by beings from off-planet that have not had Mother Guy or Earth Mother's highest good in mind. And so this planet over millions and millions of years has a history of a lot of influences from beings from off-planet, call them extraterrestrial, call them what you want, um, which is how Lemuria disappeared, how Atlantis blew up. There are people who have very clear past life memories of living in those places. I have memories of being in those places. People I have run across in my travels have told me things that they can see about me and my lifetimes there. Um, But uh, so anyway, our more recent but not the current planetary caretaker, she's gone off to rehab. She went there about nine, ten years ago. She's out now. Um, anyway, I don't tune into her that much but because um, I'm focused more with the current planetary caretaker. And the way it was described to me by a really um, gifted mentor was that like a dossier of all this information and in connection with our planetary caretaker was passed from the one that just left to the current one. It was a bit of an adjustment for me to get used to the current one. But it's like we went from the gray Gandalf to the white Gandalf as far as energetic. And it's all about, yeah, it's all about the new earth.
0: So when you say the New Earth, um, and to a certain extent, a lot of this is new language for me because these were not really concepts, so to speak, within goddess spirituality. But, you know, I'm starting to get acquainted with people who are talking more about vibrations and frequencies and ascension. So when you talk about the New Earth, is that the same as people who talk about us um, you know, evolving to maybe the fifth dimension or higher from our current third dimension place. And when we are all um, evolved, we will be, and we will have in fact transformed our, our you know, this blue marble that we live on?
1: Um, yes, to some degree. Uh, the new earth is about reaching full ascension. And the interesting thing, and I'm trying to, this is such a great question, and it's part of what the message from Mother is that she wants me to put out with you during this interview, is that, um, you know, we humans are really good at being myopic. We are really good at having these lenses on and blocking ourselves from the reality that we live on a planet that is very complex multidimensionally, and we're surrounded by all sorts of different consciousness and intelligences in the form of the nature spirits, the tree intelligences, the stone intelligence, water intelligence, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, um, you know, valley devas, mountain devas. Uh, and so the new earth, which is really, it's coming in pretty fast. And what's happening, and I'll try to be really brief here, is Uh, those of us who are really doing our emotional work, healing our shadow self, our energy bodies are becoming more and more crystalline. At the same time, Mother Gaia's energy body is becoming more crystalline. And this is being supported by all these spirit teams from all planets plus spirit teams here within the earth and on the surface of the earth. And and I have friends who can see this where there are luminous love nodes. I call them like crystalline nodes on the surface planet that are getting bigger and bigger because certain people are doing work there that's really anchoring a crystalline energy, a really beautiful high-frequency energy. And there are these weavings now, the energy from one node to the other, to the other, to the other. And our ley lines are getting cleared out. And there's a lot happening multidimensionally here on Earth that is all about moving us forward into the new earth, into full ascension. But there's a big caveat here which has to do with we humans have to come back into full harmony with all these sacred seen and unseen ones. We have to come back into a way of being and living and dancing, so to speak, with the nature spirits, with the trees, with the waters so that we are revering them and in sacred balance, co creating with them this new earth. And a message was just put out by the Kogi people who are an indigenous group uh way up in high in the mountains in Colombia, they're at like fifteen thousand feet. And they sequestered themselves when the conquistadors came in. And I only watch this message. It's five and a half minutes or so. It's on YouTube. It's called the Kogi message to humanity or message to the world, message to the world. It's not the most uplifting message because we're on a really tight timeline right now as far as humans getting our act together. Um, And we've been on this timeline for a while. Uh, I don't really – the message is true. Mother's like – when I talk to Mother guys, she's like, yes, this message is true um and that the earth changes as far as volcanoes and earthquakes and tsunamis and really extreme weather i mean we've been watching this amp up over the past few years but it's only going to amp up a whole lot more um because these natural phenomenon quote unquote um some would say unnatural because they think it's all just from burning the fossil fuels which is not really true there are other forces at play um when it comes to the climate chaos um it's clearing dense energies. These storms are clearing dense energies from the surface of the planet, which needs to happen for us to make it through this birthing canal into the new earth. Um, it's more complicated than what I'm sharing. There are a lot of things at play simultaneously. It's very complex. So, all right. So I think
0: in, in that, um, you know, th- that narrative you just shared, um, was that Mother's message or is there something more specific we need to hear?
1: Well, Mother's, actually I'm going to be putting out a State of the Earth address from Mother in the coming weeks. I don't know exactly when yet because she hasn't given me exactly when she wants me to do it, but it's going to be soon. And I'll be sharing more then and it will be up on YouTube free on my YouTube channel for Great Mother Loveway. Um, but but in in short one of the most important things that mother really wants us humans to know is one she exists she is our planetary caretaker she's our foremost mother and she loves us beyond 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 words and even as i'm saying that i can feel her energy starting to come in through me and for those who may be sensitive to energy i don't know if you're feeling it can but she's starting to move through me right now to bring this frequency forward um and she's the ultimate healer she helped me heal from cancer without the doctors um and so there's this missing piece in our western culture of the mother as you know you know we talked about it last week and your work for years has been with the goddess but when it comes to our planetary caretaker this is a very significant role for us humans every being on this planet our foremost mother is mother gaia and um, when we come back into sacred relationship with her, people can go to my website and download Mother's Love Cord Connection and start to feel her energy come into you. It's subtle, but it's really healing. Um, when we truly come back to loving her and then loving all that is around us that is part of her, and we're part of her too, honestly. We wouldn't have a body if it wasn't for her and everything that is on the planet that's part of her. Um, we will then wake up to living on the planet far more harmoniously in a balanced way, co-creatively with these beautiful beings that are around us. We would garden really differently. Uh, you know, we would use water really, we would build our houses differently. We wouldn't be living this western disconnected lifestyle that is so destructive. And so, you know, the Kogi message is on a really tight timeline. They're like if our world leaders don't get the message that they need to start honoring Earth mother, Mother Gaia, and they say in six months. And they put that message out in late November. So we're talking April you know, or May, and, um, which is like, whoa, you know, because if our world leaders don't get it and start turning things around, it's going to be, you know, policies and, you know, governmental um, directives to have us be far more connected to the sacredness of the earth and, you know, all the systems here on the earth which are incredibly complex and necessary for the health of the planet, um, then these storms, these global chaotic shifts are going to get more and more extreme. This is what the message well, it, came from Kogi Well, you know, it sounds,
0: it, in a way, it almost feels like the planetary... Um, upheavals, you know, the, you know, volcanoes, yeah. the storms, all of that. It's yeah. almost like she's trying to scare us straight, <laughs> you know. Well, um, you know,
1: and she is, she is, frankly, which has been, I mean, I watched that video, it's like five minutes I mean, early on Sunday morning because someone sent it to me in an email and they're like, can't we do something, you know, like prayer circles? And I mean, I was like knocked off my socks going, okay, mother, oh mother, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. Because I have avoided putting fear messages out as a voice for Mother Gaia, because there's already so much fear on our planet. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's the fear bubble that is circling the planet that so many people are pulled into with the wars and the threatening of World War III. I mean, it's, just, it's, it's really hard to not be afraid these days. But, Mayor, let me
0: ask you, though, because
1: here's here's where
0: I always get stuck, okay? We've been hearing for a while that we need to make these changes, and slowly, slowly a lot of people are catching on. I mean, I used to even avoid the idea that I was a light bringer, and now I realize I am, you know? So, I mean, people Mm -hmm. are evolving, but some of us are more, you know, and, I mean, there's, Uh, I don't know whether you've ever heard about that scientific study about our amygdalas. You know, uh, some people's amygdalas are more prone to, you know, being open to new ideas and they're risk takers. They don't have to have certainty. And then, you know, other people's amygdalas are, they're very fear-based and afraid and they're closed in. And we can see that out there in the world. You know, the, the haters are the ones that are in fear and, you know, the opposite is the others. I mean, it's like, does mother tell, you know, give any clues how do we actually help these people um, get out of their fear, you know, uh, mm-hmm. because, you know, you look at what's going on around the world, and it's, and I mean, I've interviewed so many women who escaped Christianity, like the Quiverful Movement and all of that, and, you know, I mean, there's, uh, I mean, they're afraid to do yoga, you know, uh, or meditate, wow. because the devil might come in, you know what I mean? Wow, So, how, yeah. you know, how do we, how do people like that make that leap? I mean, I've heard some people say, well, we don't worry about them but can we afford to not worry about them I mean how does what's the you know what's the secret sauce you know um, does mother give any clues how how we open people's minds to another way of being in the world because some people need certainty, and mm-hmm. you know they're going to cling to the un you know to what's familiar even if it's killing them. You know it's like the mm-hmm. woman uh, stays with her the husband who beats her. You know at yeah. least he's familiar. She knows what to expect. Um, yeah. How do we make yeah. that shift? Are there any clues?
1: Oh, boy. Um, What's the secret sauce? Uh, Well, one of the things that Mother has asked me to put out again and again is we humans are too attached. We're too attached to our material goods. We're too attached to um, our ways of thinking. And we're too attached to this illusion that our existence here within this lifetime is it you know and when we start to wake up and understand that we are souls on a very long long journey with multiple incarnations which not everyone's going to embrace right away because there are a lot of fundamentalists who are going to be like that's heresy that's the work of the devil whatever they're going to say um You know, the the bottom line, and I know I'm looking at the time, we're about to end, is that, first of all, compassion. You know, if you're seeing someone else who's really stuck, just be compassionate. You know, hold sacred space for them. You don't have to engage really intensely with them. They're making their own choices. We all are making our own choices on the soul level all the time. And that liberates me a lot when I think about that and people who are having horrific life experiences and then I'm going but you know what? on a soul level they chose that for that set of teachings in this incarnation so there's that piece Um, I don't know if I'm answering your question very well Uh, I mean the bottom line for mother is our planet is 4.8 billion years old we are from what I understand I asked one time we're on our sixth planetary caretaker this planet was always meant to be from the very inception of the planet when the solar system was created. This planet was meant to be, um, the way it's worded, is a galactic outpost for spiritual consciousness. And we're on our way to finally achieving that now at this interesting, interesting time here on Earth. And each of us on a soul level chose to be here right now. And if someone is totally wrapped up and mired in their fear and refusing to budge. It's like that Hopi prophecy, you know, jump into the river. Those who are clinging onto the shore, send them love, but jump into the river and see in the middle of the raging river with you because those are the ones who you want to be with when it comes to things starting to really rock and roll on the planet. And, you know, we live in really interesting times. and but, but Mother wants us to come back to her love, her love, her love. And on a soul level, we are love. Those who go, uh, who pass over and come back, of near-death experiences, they speak of the love they experience on their side and how powerful it is. It's beyond, beyond words. So even if you die because of the earth changes, because you happen to be flooded and you're whatever, you're going over to the other side, which is where your true home is. <laughs> You know, aren't your homes over right. there? So right, right. I hope I'm answering your question. I don't, it's, It's. there's a lot happening right now. Yeah. Well, and, and when we
0: talk about the global divine feminine field of healing, are we saying oh. that love and compassion are the the antidotes for, you know, or, or is is that the, you know, the secret sauce? <laughs> I mean, it, um, it, it I would add trite,
1: to that. You know, no, no, yeah, because we're talking about, and we didn't get a chance to give it much airtime. But mother asked me to organize the Thousand Goddesses Gathering Global Grid, which is a unified field of ceremonies all around the world. And this past fall was the seventh one; eighth one is coming up this year. Uh, and so, you know, compassion, love, courage, kindness, um, and actually, I will add stillness. Stillness, to me, is more of a feminine characteristic. It's within the stillness of the womb that uh, the embryo develops. And we need to start slowing down and being more still within our culture, which is very hectic, crazy. You know, baseball kind of drives me crazy because it's like chaotic energies and everybody's posting. You know, mother's like, get off of Facebook, get off of Twitter. And and I'm on Facebook, I, I admit it, but she wants us to slow down so we can start to really hear ourselves, the core of our being, mm-hmm. and, and connect yeah. with her and her heart. Uh, that, yeah. to me, is important.
0: Well, and I think when... Um, I, let's see. How do I language this? And I think when you start to connect, you know, or as a friend and I call it, when 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 you start to get hooked up, you know, you kind of start to feel it. You know, it's subtle. And if I mm. can say to folks out there, you know, if you can slow down and allow allow that um, that awareness. To enter, I think it starts to give us a sense of certainty that we are maybe on a better path, you know, and it mm-hmm. makes this all a little bit less scary to mm-hmm. go with this new flow.
1: I, I, I don't know. Does that make any sense? Oh, it makes total sense. And I would even add to what you're sharing in your slowing down, go outside and connect with a tree. Sit at the base of a tree and know that that tree is incredibly conscious and intelligent and knows you're there and the tree is offering you love. It's a rare tree that won't offer us love. There are some that are grumpy, <laughs> but most trees, they're reaching out to us right now. The nature spirit realms are reaching out to us right now. They want to help us because they see what we're going through and they're calling us home too as Mother Gaia is calling us home.
0: Yeah, well,
1: um,
0: you know, um, we can take another couple minutes if you like, Mayor. If you if okay. you have the time, um, yeah, I can do. You know, it. is there uh, if you know? I I know we had a lot of other questions and we can't get to all of them. But <laughs> if you were to kind of you know wrap this up, what is it you feel are some of the most important points that need to be made that maybe I haven't asked? <laughs>
1: oh, you know, I just put a Gaia teach up on my YouTube channel this morning. Um, every once in a while, Mother will wake me up really early, or whenever she's like, "It's time for a message, it's time for a message." So this one I did actually two weekends ago, two and a half weekends ago. But I finally got it on YouTube. That Mother is calling for all of us to love ourselves far more. We humans are so good at beating ourselves up. Our shadow voices are so loud. Our cultural conditioning, our ancestral wounding, all these various dynamics that play out into our earthwalk, as you call it, as you will, our incarnation on earth at this time. I mean, I have found that just in the past two months, I've been affirming. I love myself infinitely, 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 infinitely. Or I love myself beyond, beyond, beyond words. And I go into the space when I say it where all of a sudden, you know, you talk about the raising of the energies around the planet and the earth coming in. I can feel my energy field getting much calmer and I'm raising the love level within me for myself and everybody around me. And so, you know, it seems so fundamental loving ourselves, but when we can love ourselves, forgive ourselves. It plays out then to everybody and everything around us. And then take that love and anchor it to mother's heart. Love her and know that you can ask her to love you back and you will feel her energy come back if you're sensitive enough. Even if you can't feel it, she's doing it, you know. So yeah. Again, like, you know, we, I could go on, but I'll stop. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, I started a new women's group uh, that meets uh, the fourth Wednesday of the month. It's called Women Weave in the World. And um, one of the things we did in this last gathering was I said to the women, I said, you know, has anybody in your life ever asked you, how is your quality of life? And they all kind of looked at me like dears in the headlight and they went, no. You know, and it was like, and God damn it, why? (laughs) You know, and it's like, you know, we're especially as women, you know, we're so used to giving, 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 giving. And, you know, the some people might even think of the idea of their own self-care as selfish, you know. Um, oh. And, yeah, we use the analogy, you got to put the, you know, mask on yourself first before, you know, if you want to be able to help anybody else. And, you know, it's become a cliche, but it's so true. I mean, you know, we just, we, uh, I, I think COVID even helped us slow down a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. really kind of reassess. Um, and maybe that's part of what we're seeing out there in the world. Um, you know, people are really starting to reassess what they want for their future. And COVID may have, in a way, been a gift to us I to slow was. down and I...
1: be quiet. Yeah. yeah, a huge silver lining there with COVID. Um as a lot of people... I actually had a Buddhist, Vietnamese Buddhist abbess, who's a good friend of mine. I saw her in Maryland when I was there just a week ago. I visited with her. Um, so she actually shaved my head in ceremony when I was doing chemo with the lymphoma, um, which I got again, by the way, later, uh, eight years later. That's a whole other story. Uh, <laughs> but um, she said that she has witnessed witnessing so many more people waking up because of COVID. And, you know, she's a Buddhist teacher. People come and they learn meditation from her. And there's a beautiful temple they have there in the countryside outside of Frederick, Maryland, outside of D.C. Uh, Yeah, no, there's some really beautiful things happening across the planet. And this is where, to me, it's all weaving into. You're talking about women weaving the world. We are weaving the new earth. We are weaving the ascension in. But a big part of it also means coming back home to Mother Gaia. And a lot yeah. of the spiritual and groups that are... Sorry, go ahead.
0: Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But, you know, and I was going to say, you know, I mean, the Dalai Lama had also said a long time ago, be Western women that would save the world. And, you know, yeah. when I go back to this idea, it's really the values. You know, we keep saying women, and I think it's because maybe by a preponderance, women tend to gravitate to these values and value these values, if you will, uh, because men, there's so much toxic masculinity out there, and men have been conditioned to think they're weak if they embrace these values, but, but this is for men too, you know, it's not mm-hmm. just women weaving the world, it's, mm-hmm. you know, like-minded men also, you know, um, to sort of bring, bring the pendulum back to the middle. You know, and I
1: think it's harder for them. It's harder because of the cultural conditioning. Um, if I, yeah. you know, that's a big way to say it. But um, you know, I want to mention a webinar. If you, if you're okay with this, I'm about to start a webinar in the next three weeks called New Earth Gardening and Other Good Fun. Um, and it's really part. It's partly about what we've been talking about during this whole hour together, uh, but it's also more how-tos and more approaches and expanding our awareness of these sacred realms right here on earth. So many people in their spirituality, it's like ascension, meaning ascending out into the spirit planes off planet, you know, but but really we need to ground ourselves here and embrace the sacredness here on earth uh, because this is where we live. And um, yeah. so I'm really excited about doing this. is be with a, an amazing nature spirit mystic friend of mine who's Dutch, and he can see and hear the nature spirits. There, they're, they're going. nature spirits and other guy are going to be speaking through us during this webinar. It's going to be really fun. Well, and I know there are a lot of women here where I
0: live. They're really starting to get excited about this idea of the mycelium network. Um, yes. you know, uh, and uh, they think that's going to be a major source of healing and awareness. Um, are you familiar with that at all? Because I don't know enough about it to speak to it much, but I know they're awfully enthused.
1: Well, actually, yes, to some degree. I took medicinal mushrooms, not, not um, hallucinogenic, but I took medicinal mushrooms like reishi for healing from cancer. Um, and, and actually on the spirit plane, uh, we, I've connected with Mother Mushroom, who is the overarching mother of all the mushrooms around the planet. Uh, she's a beautiful, powerful, spiritual being that is ancient, ancient, incredibly wise. Um, and, and so the mycelium is, really speaks to the tremendous wisdom and intelligence here within the earth of how all of this webbing of mushroom mycelium connected with the tree roots weaving through the forest floors is connected all around the planet. And, you know, there's research that mushrooms can actually um, be used to clean toxic waste sites. The the mushrooms through their intelligence, and I don't think scientists know how they do it, is they can transmute and break down the toxic chemicals because these beings are really ancient, ancient. And there's an intelligence to them, which is quite amazing. And Paul Stamets has done tremendous work around the mushroom world. Uh, There's that movie, The Fantastic Fungi. Um, So I have some understanding. I am a huge fan of the mushrooms. But but working with mother mushroom, speaking of mother, she's beautiful. Yeah. Well, Mayor,
0: we're going to probably have to you know, cut it short about here. Um, so, but, but uh, you know, I want to I give you the final, final last word. Um, what do you want to say in departing from us, um, you know, besides your website again?
1: Uh, yeah, the website greatmotherlove.earth. Um, they say it is a nonprofit, so anybody who wants to make donations, we're always eager to receive them because of the work that we do. But I will say this, you know, mothers love for us, is so tremendous. And when we connect with Mother Gaia and we're going through a really, really rough time, you can call on her and she will come in and hold you energetically. I have felt her do that for me so many times. The trees will offer us healing energy, a love field. If we only knew about Gaia's web of love that surrounds us and is there for us to tap into, this to me is where the healing and the shifting and the growing into the new earth, the full ascension, it's really about that, coming back into the
2: laws.
0: Okay. Well, Mayor, thank you. Thank you so much for the webinar last week, and uh, thank you for the interview today and for, um, you know, for sharing with us, you know, Mother's call to, you know, all of her children here on the earth to get our proverbial shit together.
2: And... um,
0: (laughs) You know, uh, I wish you well in everything that uh, it, that you're up to and would encourage people to go look at your website, uh, greatmotherlove.earth, and see what resonates with them and uh, what wisdom they can take away. And maybe next year be a part of that Thousand Goddesses global grid.
1: Yeah, and I will also add, and I know we need to get off, is I do have two uh, multi-award winning books of Conversations with Mother that you can find online e-books, you know, Message from Mother Earth, Mother Great Mother Bible. There's a lot, a lot, a lot in there. But anyway, this has been a treat, Karen. I love talking with you and hanging out with you because you're, <laughs> you're really... You're so spot on with your questions, it's like, Oh yeah, that's a goodie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, this is my guilty pleasure. There's nothing I hate more than listening to another podcast and the host never asks a good follow up question and I swore that, you know, um I just love being the one that gets to ask the question. So uh so, you know, uh, you know, this is this is uh what makes me tip. So thank you You're so much though. You know, thank you. <laughs>
1: (laughs) you're welcome thank you Uh,
0: thank you for all you're doing and uh, no doubt we will uh, be in touch soon
1: yes 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 all right lots and lots of love to everybody
0: (laughs) all right bye mayor
1: take care okay so folks before I uh, say uh,
0: goodbye for today uh, just another word from Joe Corson please hang
2: in there with me this is from Jonathan Nightshade a Gardnerian high priest of the Whitecroft line, a traditional craft practitioner and researcher, writing about Joe Carson's book, Celebrate Wildness, Magic, Mirth, and Love on the Ferifaria Path. I love this book, how special this work is and how appreciated. As someone who was young in the 1970s and through the years only found snippets of information on Ferifaria, one of the first modern pagan paths This book comes as an artistic revelation of the core practices of the way of the Goddess and Gods reborn for the next age of the Divine Maiden. She has clearly introduced the historical background, philosophy and ritual practices of the joyous wilderness mysteries of the Fairy Faith, illuminated by the marvelous pagan art of Farah founder, Fred Adams. I was very pleased that the high quality production of this oversized volume makes it a collectible work of art, as well as a testament to the visionary philosophy of Fred Adams. I feel blessed that I received a copy. I will treasure it and look forward to the next book for more of the deep philosophy and ritual practice of Ferraferia.
0: Celebrate Wildness is a dense art book quality hardcover book. You can get it for just forty-five dollars from the Ferriferia website. At feraferia. That's f-e-r-a-f-e-r-i-a. dot org. Well, thank you, Joe Carson, for support of the show. And I also want to make sure, um, if you're especially if you're new to the show and you might not have heard about it before, I want to uh, tell you about the Divine Feminine app. You can find it online if you go to DF. A P P it might be dot org I, f- I forget what the um, you know with what, what's after the dot uh, but D F uh, for Divine Feminine App A P P and um, go there uh, look At the incredible flavor of goddess being taught and shared all around the world Not only can you go there and look at what's happening in your neighborhood or your region uh, You can post uh, your own event if you have one uh, whether it be you know, maybe a talk you're going to give Or a uh, online thing that's happening There's just so much there I mean, there's sacred tours There, you know, local neighborhood goddess and women's gatherings There's big conferences I mean, it's just all over the place And I was just totally amazed When I discovered it to learn How goddess has really started to permeate And saturate the culture out there So please do go to the Divine Foundation app and check it out. Um, it does cost a little something if you want to post your event, but if you just want to go peruse and uh, get on the, you know, the email list to find out what's happening in your area, I think it's every week or every month. Uh, you can do that for free. Um, I don't think you'll be disappointed. I think you will honestly be amazed. And it kind of validates all of this. You know what I mean? It gives us a certainty and a hope that change is coming. We just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other. So uh, that being said, um, I am running late today, uh, but I thank Mayor for uh, all of her wisdom. And I invite you to go to her website, which uh, we shared, and that is uh, greatmotherlove.earth. And uh, as usual, I will close with... um, Uh, My tribute to Sekhmet, the lion-headed Egyptian goddess, who encourages us to find our courage, find our strength, uh, to set healthy boundaries, uh, to let go of shame, and all of these patriarchal conditioning uh, ideas and feelings that no longer serve us. So uh, this is for our mother, Sekhmet. Here we go.